Jacob. And I'm Alden. And we're both teachers at a Canadian school in China. And we're searching for answers. But poorly! So that makes us real human beings. This is our podcast where we talk about random stuff like uh, movies, TV shows, music. Life in China, teaching, politics, sports, pretty much whatever we're interested in. Uh, so what's on the schedule today? Today on the show, we have another real human being, Mr. Dan Fuller. We also talk about the newest Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049. So stay tuned and check it out. I love doing this, yeah. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome everyone back to the, to the show. Welcome back to the show, or the beginning of the show, since this is the A section. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. We were But we've got a new uh, real human being on Bing Search today. It's uh, Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Daniel Fuller. Look at that. Look and uh, yeah. I have been in China for 12 years. Yes. Uh, so, so a co-worker with you guys. <laughs> Dan is, is literally the most experienced person we've ever had on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, he actually knows, uh, like, how to well, speak. Yeah. Speak. Well, not like convers- 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 yeah, he can, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. way more than me. That's, that's my point. Like, I, I feel like you'll be modest yeah. and say, like, you're well, probably yeah, one I, of the I most experienced okay. teachers here, too, or in terms of um, years, you near there. Maybe. I mean, I'm, there's a couple of the older guys that have been yeah. here for a long time. I guess I'm up there, yeah. Yeah. At least for China experience. At least for yeah. China experience, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah. certainly. Don't don't feel like one of the old guys to me. No, but thank, Aww, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for coming on. Sure, yeah. it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or it will be fun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, now you see. Now you think it. <laughs> Whatever. We'll do it out of order this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so you came over twelve years ago, and right. you've kept on coming back. Yeah, um, or you stayed. Yeah, this is more just in general. This is not the the real human being questions yet. Mm-hmm. But um, like, what's yeah? What the, you so you enjoy? You must enjoy China at least a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, just like a. No. I, I think even back home, I'm sort of this type of personality. There's yeah. things that annoy me and things that I love, sure. and you know, nowhere's going to be perfect. But uh, mm-hmm. I came here in 2005, and mm-hmm. and. The job situation back home at that time was not very good. This is Ontario, right? Uh, Manitoba. No, Manitoba. Winnipeg. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Winnipeg. <laughs> so, um, you know, after I stayed my first year and I yeah. realized how much work it was as a first year teacher, yeah. I was like, I have to come back for a second year because they're going to let me teach the same stuff and then I can yeah. actually enjoy myself a little bit <laughs> right. rather than just that was, working that was like me a dog. This year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the second year, I was like, well, the Olympics are going to be here in a year. Why would I leave now right. and miss the Olympics? Right. So the I rest stayed. is history. <laughs> yeah. And then it, there was always a reason. Yeah. Every yeah. year, there was always a reason. So, yeah. you know, and then I got married. Yeah. So, yeah. Con- congratulations yeah. on that. Retrospect. Yeah. Congratulations. So you were in Beijing for the majority of For the- seven years in Beijing, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I got married and moved up to my wife's hometown, spent uh, three years up there, mm-hmm. 
which was a uh, hell. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, this was uh, this is a... Shenyang, Harbin. Sort of uh, near it's there. close to Harbin. It's a small farming town called Songyan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so very small. So very small. Oil. Yeah. D- the recently discovered oil, like 10, uh, 15 years ago. Well, so there's a lot of new of, money around, okay. and yeah, it's yeah. just a horrible place. <laughs> <laughs> for those for those uh, who want to sort of know what the north of China is like, mm. is how would you describe it, Harbin in that area? You know, Har- you know, the bigger towns have something going for them, yeah. but in general, it just um, it's rough. I mean, yeah. it's it's, yeah. uh, it's cold. kind of like Deadwood. Have you seen yeah. Deadwood? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. People are kind yeah. of like in yeah. Deadwood up there, <laughs> just like they're all out for themselves, and yeah. it's yeah. it's a harsh climate, yeah. and you know, hot um, summer, cold, yeah. cold winter. Hot, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And in the town where I was, I mean, it's everybody's looking to make a buck, right? However mm-hmm. they can, and it doesn't matter who they screw over. It doesn't matter. So okay. is this kind of like the is this kind of, this is the the west. As it were, the wild, the wild, sort of, the wild yeah. north of yeah, China kinda. is that you go north oh. and you find yeah. your. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Harbin's got a bit more culture to it. It's yeah. got the Russian history and stuff, yeah. and it's got some architecture and okay. the ice yeah. festival and all that. So yeah, that's one. You know, place it's a bit I've, more cultured. Yeah. But yeah. It always sounds interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. to go see. Yeah, that's cool. The only the furthest north I've been is just uh, to Inner Mongolia for like a day, so yeah. right. I can't really say much. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. No, it's a, it's you know. Yeah. There are there are definitely good things about it, mm-hmm. um, but just be careful where you go. Yeah, because yeah. some of it's yeah, some of it's, yeah. Well, I think that's true. I think that's true. Any like small sure. town, you know, if I was to say, mm-hmm. hey, you want to go live in like fucking Prince George and BC, right. you know, woo, right. that's fun. Yeah, right. Or like Williams yeah. Lake. No, no, don't. I know voluntarily all of these places mm-hmm. not <laughs> yeah. at all. I can think, <laughs> of, I can think of dozens yeah. of small yeah. towns in Manitoba yeah. that I would not want to go yeah. near with a ten foot. Yeah, like, so, yeah. So yeah. I, th- I think, I think totally like like uh, along the same wavelength here of being like, well, there's going to be good and bad no matter. Right. Where, yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so in terms of real human being questions, who's the oldest person you know? Who's the, the oldest, oldest person, person I know? And that's that's to you that's to all of us, right? Because oh um, my grandma, she's ninety nine yeah. years old. Ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. Well no, she's ninety eight. She's turning ninety nine in December. Wow. And then God. next year it'll be a hundred. Wow. Knock on wood. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So hundred years. Yeah. That is impressive. I, mm-hmm. the oldest person I know. Yeah. Uh, this guy I worked for in the summer, cataloging his maps, he was like just shy of 90, I think. Mm. But before that, it was my great-grandmother. Right. Was, How old is she? 94. 94. Nice. 94 when she passed away, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that there's like a, a certain age and that's your like sweet spot and... Oh, like Like a, for humans? You, you peak, like, yeah. like, uh, like a physical peak or just a peak? Uh, like, like after, after a certain amount of time, it's not really worth... Oh, I see. I don't know. After... I see. I feel like some people keep yeah. living out of spite. I, mm. I think of the the longest living mm. woman or the the longest yeah. lived human ever was a French woman mm-hmm. lived to 117. That's like the most official wow. we can find. Yeah. She released a rap album when she was 110. Whoa. She stopped biking when she was. I nine, want to see this like, now. Just shy of 100. She kept eating a pound of chocolate right up until the day she died. She stopped smoking <laughs> when she was 105, and she continued to drink. Like she didn't live healthily. She just yeah. lived. She and just lived. Yeah. My right. my actually no hold on. I do know somebody older. My uh my great uncle or my yeah, yeah my great uncle. He's uh 95 and he stopped skiing when he was 88. Right. Like eight, he was just like yeah, my knees can't really take, but he it was a it wasn't like he was told to. He just chose to stop. Man, right. Thought, well, maybe. Yeah. I'll stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my grandma was the yeah. same way up until the last couple of years. She was leading a very full life. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the late '90s where she started. To yeah. Sort you, of, you see a yeah. bit of a descent. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess the reason why I was thinking about this was um, I was walking around uh, and I and I just randomly <laughs> downtown Dalian and I randomly walked into this park and. 
it was like in the middle of the day and there were just all these old people out mm-hmm. and around like dan- they had dancing mm-hmm. there were some people doing badminton mm-hmm. and like some people singing and stuff it was mm-hmm. like this like nursing home type feel but they were all very active and like i was thinking about i'd never seen that can you comment on this because this is what we something i see like all over china Mm -hmm. is that you'll see these these open areas these plazas and you have a bunch of older people Mm -hmm. doing stuff yeah are these organized by the community is it just organized amongst the older people do you do you know it's just uh it's just organized amongst themselves and they just just locals yeah Yeah. as far as i know i don't think there's any kind of community center or or retirement center or anything i think it's just it's just yeah it's, it's sort of like it's just their attitude. They, yeah. you, you they want to go move. out and yeah. be around other people and they want to exercise and they want to keep yeah. themselves healthy. And yeah. and I think it's really, really, really one of my favorite parts of China. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm i a little bit more of a private person by nature, but uh, mm-hmm. when I think about how sort of the suburbs are yeah. in Canada True. Yeah. and how everybody just kind True. of keeps to their own little bubble. Yeah. Yeah. And if somebody gets too close to you when you're out walking your dog... Oh my god, that guy's a stalker. Yeah, yeah, or what yeah, is he talking yeah. to me for? He doesn't even know me. What, yeah. do, what does he want? And everybody yeah. gets so scared. That's here, true. That's true. You, you that's can't so be true. like that here though, because yeah. there's too many people. Yeah, you yeah. just have to like you have, you have to learn how to <laughs> accept people because yeah. you're gonna see them every single place yeah. you go to, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot or of you start lifting feel. tops and nobody comes yeah. near you. <laughs> just right. get away from me. Right. Or not even the top. Have you seen yeah. the guys with it's, just the whip? Just, yeah. just, they just stand in a park and just, just like whip a gigantic whip. <laughs> you could not do that again. Yeah, I'm just going to go way. to the park with my massive whip and just whip the air. You'd be under arrest like immediately. Oh, uh, God, that's good. Yeah, no, I love that about China. They're yeah. very communal. Okay, so I'm going to piggyback on this and ask sort of, this was a question that you asked me the other day. What is something that just makes you irrationally okay, angry? Sure. That's not, like, not a legitimate thing? It's okay, just... what is your most uh, unpopular or or controversial opinion about something that's not controversial? Like, it's not important. So, not, not politics or religion, religion or anything like that. Just some minor thing, because Alden yeah. has... A lot. A million. So I get really <laughs> mad when people say that glass is a liquid, because it's not. He was getting, he was <laughs> getting more than solid, but uh, it's, this, it's this thing that people say, and they're like, well, technically, glass was a liquid, and they sort of push their glasses up and go, oh, and it's like, no, it's not, it's an amorphous solid, and they bring up all the, and it's just, that uh, frustrates me to no end. Yeah. That's, that's one that really bothers me. Uh, and I don't know why, it's just something that, like, it goes, yeah. Yeah. What well, might tend to be revolve around language stuff, yeah, yeah. just people getting language errors, like basic language, language errors yeah. wrong. Like, like there really isn't an excuse for you to type out Y O U R when you yeah. need to type Y O U apostrophe R E. Yeah, like it's yeah. not that complicated to yeah. figure out the difference. Yeah, yeah. And it makes me nuts and you that are. people yeah. don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, and a lot two, of it, two, yeah. and two. Yeah, two, two, two. Like, <laughs> well, or there and there, and you know, like it's like yeah. why it's your language. Why do you not know how to do that? It's yeah. really not hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I wonder if it's if it's uh, maybe it's just the the nature of a like a syllabic written. Thing where right. it's if you just can phonetically say it yeah. by reading the word. If I saw T H E R there, yeah, it still sounds close enough to there right. or there or there, yeah. right? So you can use that until uh-huh. we feel like we can cheat it. Where I yeah. feel like if you don't write the proper like symbol, like the calligraphy, and like mm-hmm. if you don't do it right, they're gonna be like, What is that? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like my students get mad when I do the reverse stroke. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, what's the difference with me going this way or this way? Yeah. And they're like, no, no, you have to do it this <laughs> way. I'm like, what? It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, <laughs> no, a lot of visuals for the yeah. audio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Jacob? What's something that really bothers you? What's something that, that gets you? 
People don't put the toilet seat down. <laughs> Not looking at anybody in particular, but... No, I don't know. Um, you know, if you ask me when I'm angry, I'll be able to tell you like a million, yeah. but my mind uh, is blank right now. That's true. Uh, it's all about tricking. I guess yeah. your, you know, your Chingwei rant about get out of the way. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's a, that one that's makes petty. me that's irrationally just, angry. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Okay, so, in, so for um, those of us who don't know the yeah, Chingwei, it's a train. That, it's like a light rail system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... and in bigger cities in China, people have figured out, you know, that you need to get out of the fucking way. <laughs> people are getting off the train yeah. because otherwise it just turns into a mess. Yeah. yeah, You let everybody get off and then everybody goes on and everybody's happy and it's <laughs> functional and, and efficient. Yeah. But here they have not caught on to that yet. Yeah. And it's, it's a disaster. So everybody and crowds it, around the thing. Well, and it doesn't even in. matter yeah. if there's like, there could be five people getting off the train. That's true. And yeah. there could be a hundred million seats. Yeah. <laughs> but yet still everybody's pushing through the doors to try to get in. Like, why? <laughs> just Why? <laughs> just fucking relax. Yeah. <laughs> take a deep breath take a step what's, back what's let's just re- calm is, down is the reason because it's, they're so new like like no the chain has been around since like 90 something it's just a okay you know in my opinion it's, it's, it's a cultural thing man? i think it's just a cultural okay. thing i think you've got when there's so many people you gotta, you gotta to take fight. what you need yeah. take what you get because okay. if you don't take yeah. you're gonna not get it but then when you see those larger populations like shanghai or beijing yeah they the pressure po- of population also makes them realize if we don't do this it's super inefficient and right. we won't get anywhere so right. we need to get out of the way yeah to be a perfect balance yes. yeah you but need... even then like they often have people like just yelling with yeah. megaphones on the yeah, the guards on like, our chain way do like, get nothing out the, get out the yeah. way get out of the way our just guards just there. stare and watch yeah. and they're just like oh yeah wow yeah <laughs> so. no that's definitely one that makes me <laughs> so when i get off the train in kaifachu which is one of the stops close to where we live yeah. um i will literally just I'll make sure that i'm the first person at the door yeah. when i'm getting off yeah. i won't let anybody get in front of me yeah. and i will just plow straight ahead i don't care if it's an old Ramming woman a child. <laughs> i don't care who it is and just like get the fuck out of the way yeah <laughs> there is yeah. definitely that, that frustration um so the last, last uh, really big question I want to go with today was um, uh, if a stranger mm. uh, walked up to you and offered you a million dollars for your dog, implication being you're like walking your dog, um, just a million dollars right here, they have to take it, you know, you got poop bag and the thing, <laughs> what would you do? Would you, would you give away your pet for a million dollars? Dog, prize possession, whatever. yeah, something. Like like yeah. a pet of pet, some kind, pet. like oh, animal. So it has to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, or I guess prize possession, sure. Yeah. Something that you. I think a pet's a good. I think I, should I know because me personally, yeah, I'd never give up my dog. A but but when, I, when I think about it, like when you think about it, like Kantian or whatever, yeah. whatever you know, like you think about like one dog versus like a million dollars, all the like the potential good. Even though I just spent it on like um, Snickers bars or something, <laughs> but the potential good and like chari- like stuff I could do. Yeah. Whereas like this dog, you know whatever um mm-hmm. probably costing me money as opposed to you know i think it would depend on what it is so you said yeah. if it was a prized possession if it was just a thing yeah, like, uh, yeah. It just that a it thing. didn't have a lot of sentimental value i, I would have no problem and even if okay. it did have sentimental value yeah. i'd probably still get like, rid of it anyway because i could buy another ten thousand of them with the money okay yeah. so like but if you're um, talking about a pet Yes, yeah. it would depend on what kind of pet. Like, I, I feel like I could more easily part with a goldfish. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> True. Take the, the goldfish. Dog. True, because yeah. goldfish doesn't really have a yeah. lot of personality. But a yeah. dog, like the yeah. dogs, you the know, dogs have the got... sad eyes. There's, yeah. there's a certain amount. Yeah. There's like a line that needs to be crossed. Yeah. Do you what th- would cats? Do those? 
Well, I had a cat before, so yeah. I'm kind of attached to cats. So okay, I so you get yeah. a cat either. Like, like goats? All the, you'd, never, you'd never part with your goat, right? I don't think I would. If I had a goat, I don't think I would part with my goat, to be totally honest. I love goats. They're yeah, great yeah. animals. Yeah, goats are great. But so I it's got to be like fish. Or I, like, uh, what about a lizard? Yeah, I think, I but like I think again, it matters on the connection that you'd have. Yeah, if sure. I if I only had a fish and I was like super depressed, sure. and that fish was my only friend, I wouldn't sell that fish. Sure. Mm. You know, maybe yeah. the hundred million bucks would make me feel happier. But I don't know. It's like I wonder to some extent. We also talk about how like dogs have domesticated us. Mm-hmm. I wonder oh, to some yeah. extent they've trained us. Have yeah, we yeah. trained? Have have we yeah. evolutionarily changed where our brains are hardwired to like love dogs? Yeah. Like I think like so. John Wick. The way to make the guy hate you, kill the make make the audience hate that person. Yeah. You know, kill the dog. Right. If somebody, if you hear, it works somebody, really well. If too. you see yeah. somebody kick a dog, you're like that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like angry. Yeah, you yeah, get, yeah, yeah. You, there's yeah. a reaction that you have, yeah. or when you hear that some kid's torturing a cat, you're like, yeah. what do you what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost worse than murder. Yeah. To in our heads in, in some a way. Yeah, yeah we get yeah. really yeah, angry right. about it. There was that video here in China about 10 years ago mm. where uh, it was like a viral video and it had some woman in high heels mm. oh, crushing, yes. crushing yes. cats' heads with the high heel shoes yeah. and, yeah. and everybody just went nuts. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the first human flesh search things that they did on the internet. Do you yeah. know that term? Human flesh. Human flesh search yeah. where, where uh. it's, a, it's, a, it's a crappy translation from the yeah. Chinese original oh, okay. but it, basically when you see somebody do something horrible yeah. uh. the whole internet mobilizes to find who this I person just, is and uh. you just hunt them down yeah just hunt them down yeah. and okay. get all their personal information out as yeah. quickly as possible she was like one of the first examples because yeah. so, wow. people were just like how could you yeah like yeah. I didn't watch why the whole video they, why would they put it on the internet I mean, some people I, some people do I mean that's a yeah. that's a thing but like they I just I also think about like I'm not sure if it's still the case, but I remember reading a while back that the police used to put up posters of criminals mm-hmm. in in China. They they have like a poster board, and they would the ones they've executed that week. They put like a big red oh wow X through uh-huh. to like tell the community like look at all these criminals that we've caught and also we've punished them wow for mm-hmm. like these crimes yeah so it was like a it was almost like a bounty board of being like, <laughs> sort of like the old west again like yeah. we've caught these guys yeah. and we've, bounty done, board. we've, we've, right. we've dealt with them right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, China the new old west the new- <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh. No, but the, I think I think cool. there is I think there is definitely something that would we would strike back against mm-hmm. you know anytime that pets are involved right like mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean even if you like up the price like 10 yeah million, yeah ten like million dollars ten million dollars hundred million dollars trillion dollars <laughs> you know at a certain <laughs> point I would have to think that it wouldn't matter how attached yeah. I was yeah, yeah. 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 like, like a hundred million dollars I would be like okay fine puppy you know, yeah I'm yeah. sorry yeah. But, I mean well then that's the know. thing is like the stranger isn't gonna kill it it's not yeah. gonna, they're just gonna take it away they're just, they're just gonna, gonna the stranger gonna is gonna, gonna have the dog he, now. he is enamored with your dog he like wants to have it as his own yeah. pet but what if he says that he's gonna kill it Oh. But he's gonna give you like a trillion dollars. Oh god! Like an he pulls out a check. Yeah. Amount of money. Bill Gates walks up and says, "I will give you half of my fortune. That's twenty something." But like, I am gonna kill your dog. Yeah, I'm gonna kill it in front of you right now. He pulls out a gun. I will shoot this dog. Here's forty billion dollars from Bill Gates. Really weird plot twist. Bill Gates. I didn't realize you were so humanitarian and dog killer. Wow. Um. um I don't think I would at that point, <laughs> to be honest. I don't think I would. I, don't think I, would. I would Even... more just want to record Bill Gates like <laughs> yeah. asking me this question. Like, like just seeing a nerdy, like, 
hey guys, you mind if oh, I kill your dog? So there was like, there was there was a TED talk in two thousand and seven or something like that. Uh-huh. Bill Gates did, and he right at the beginning he and takes kill the dog. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he takes he has this jar and he opens it up and there's mosquitoes in it and he just releases oh. the mosquitoes oh. into what the TED talk, and he's like, don't worry guys. Uh, now I don't want you to panic, but they they do have malaria. <laughs> and then he did the whole speech. While the mosquitoes are flying around the room, and then he revealed, no, no, they're actually malaria-free. But we need to understand the effects that even the small amount of mosquitoes, only like five or six, can have on a room when we tell... Like, his point was, all of you people who are wealthy and affluent are now scared, like, terrified. In, uh-huh. like, some of them left. They were like, oh, God, where are the mosquitoes? Where are the mosquitoes? Well, it was it was it a whole jar? Like, no, it was, like, it was like ten or something. It wasn't okay. hundreds. It was like ten or something. Okay. But <laughs> this, that small more, number yeah. was enough to make them go like... Yeah. on the edge of their seats like they're freaking yeah. out yeah. and then at the end he goes so what do you think you know about the people in Africa or the people in more poverty stricken areas where malaria ridden mosquitoes are everywhere and you aren't funding mosquito nets and right. yet you're willing to leave this room if there's five of them or like yeah, ten yeah, of them yeah, yeah. Yeah. so you're That's saying a, that him him killing a pet would yeah. be more like he's saying well what about all those people in Africa is Bill Gates perpetually high roading yeah. you know like everybody who he meets I'm putting a bunch of money into it. yeah what are you doing yeah, yeah. wow Bill Gates is a jerk yeah, what right. did I learn from this conversation <laughs> uh, screw you Bill Gates I'm not yeah. going to take your money I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my pet yeah that's yeah. right there you go what if it was Stephen Hawking oh man well apparently he's a jerk is he? Apparently he's not, he's not that nice. He, uh, he, is he? Yeah, he, he divorced oh. his original wife and married his nurse. Oh. And the original... Wasn't it the theory of everything? Yeah, they, they, they sell it as if he, she was more prepared to take care of him in the challenges and they were strained because, you know, he has... Huh. Um, Cerebral palsy. That's mm. the word. Thank you very much. Um, but, yeah, no, apparently he's not a very nice... Mm-hmm. Which, I mean... I. I think I wouldn't be very nice if I was trapped in my own body for the last 40 years. Oh, well. And I think if anybody deserves it, <laughs> it's just a, yeah. you know, you could be a bit of a grump. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a grump. Yeah. Well, this has been an illuminating conversation <laughs> uh, about Bill Fuller Gates would, would and, sell a dog for uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, old people, I guess. Yeah, uh, old people. Yeah, that's right. good. Cool. Uh, be back, or maybe be back with Blade Runner or Picks of the Week. <laughs> we don't on know what we're gonna, yeah. Who knows?
interlude music today is by the woman that Alden brought up in our conversation. The very old woman who's 122 years old, uh, longest living person that we have on record from France. Her name is Jean Clement. And this is a song, I think, from the album that Alden was mentioning. Uh, It's not so much a rap album, but features Jean talking over beats in the background. Beats is kind of a relative term here also. I also looked up for the dubstep remix of this, but it was kind of unlistenable, so mm, you're welcome. In this song, she talks about all the things that she used to like to do as a child, including a specific dance called La Farandal. I took six years of French, which nobody gives me credit for, but with that pronunciation, maybe there's a reason for that. A lot of the studies around her and her remarkable age have to do with her diet, have to do with her personality, have to do with her health habits. And apparently, I mean, she doesn't really particularly eat or uh, do things that are super healthy, as one might think of them. She ate lots of desserts over her many years. She smoked cigarettes till she was 117. But at the same time, she also was a accomplished fencer and also was very active uh, even up into her 110s. She had medical examinations at age 116, 117, 118 by various doctors, including a neurologist, many of them trying to discover exactly what the reason was for her long life. And all this is good and true and something that we like to refer to in kind of more western styles of thought we believe in having empirical data and drawing conclusions from things like that but i'm reminded of the introduction to malcolm gladwell's book outliers which i am currently reading and i refer to all the time and it is very annoying as alden can tell you But there was similarly a town in Pennsylvania that was made up of immigrants from Italy called Rosto. Rosetto? I don't know. I don't speak Italian. I don't even speak French. In this place, people were also living to longer ages and not dying of the general things that most of the rest of America was, including heart disease or cholesterol or anything like that. So scientists tried to go and see what the difference was, and they determined that it wasn't necessarily a change of diet or particularly healthy living or anything like that, but it was the fact that this was a community which had more or less transplanted directly from Italy to the USA, and they had maintained a lot of their social and cultural legacies. They concluded that just by having a social and cultural legacy and having a communal style mentality, this actually increased people's life expectancy. Such a fascinating study, and I don't know if it has anything to do with Jean Clement, but I think about it a lot when I'm here in China too, because you really do see those packs of old people exercising, doing Tai Chi at the park all the time. Anyways, the next uh, section we have is Blade Runner 2049. This is going to be a spoiler review. It's been out for a while, but I hope you guys have seen it. If you haven't, I don't think it's giving away too much, but uh, we all came down on the side that we liked it, so I hope you do see it. Anyways, let's get on to that conversation. Do you want to tell me? 
you guys do this every week then? Eh? We well, it depends. Once in a while. About every month. Um, I would say at least once yeah, a month. Yeah, bi monthly. Honestly, we've got, yeah, we're averaging like two two episodes a month. So, um, thank well, you for being part of it. Yeah. Sure, I'm happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are, have we started? Are we good to go? Are we recording? Yeah, I mean... Oh, there we go. Perfect. Let's leave it all in. <laughs> just, that's the, yeah. That's the... <laughs> well, repeated. See, I, I'm the one who edits, and yeah. then Alden says, like, oh, you should leave it all in. That's because so. that's what I did. When I was, I edited the first three, and I just left everything in. Like, there yeah. was no... I cut very little. Jacob cuts it up a lot, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> I, get, I get deep into the thing here. Yeah. I get deep into the thing. It's going to end up being like Blade Runner itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many you different versions constant. coming out. The final cut. Which is, cut. Yeah. which is a brilliant segue right. <laughs> into our topic today of Blade Runner 2049, right? Is yeah. that it? Yeah. 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 Blade, yeah. yeah, Blade Runner 2049. There is an order to things. That's what we do here. We keep order. is built on a wall that separates kind. Tell either side there's no wall. You bought a war. You're a cop. I did your job once. I was good at it. I know. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. The key to the future is finally unearthed. Bring it to me. They know you're here. told you you're special your story isn't over yet there's still a page left yeah yeah which we all saw together we all saw together yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, imax 3d here in china yeah yeah it had its own specialized imax intro too which i found very interesting that was cool it was like instead yeah. normally it's the blue numbers this yeah. time it was like the purple and yellow and it had yeah. like sort of blade runner-esque themes going on yeah so so right out the gate you're even like getting like blade Runner. yeah there's a giant holographic woman yeah, yeah. yeah. no that's yeah, no, true that's awesome. they, they, they yeah. put the ad right at the beginning that was mm -hmm. really pushed heavily yeah um, so I guess we'll just we'll What's, start. Alden, this is yeah. your this is your this is your thing. Yeah, uh, man on the street. How would you describe in like oh, a sentence or two God. to somebody who was just walking by, Blade Runner twenty forty nine? He's awful at this, and that's why I love it. <laughs> um, uh, oh shoot! <laughs> Hold on. Ryan Gosling wanders around for about two hours, getting beat up. And has uh, an electronic girlfriend. And then the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> There's like other stuff that goes on, but a lot of it's just his own like personal One sort of... One or two other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, a, it is a two and a half hour... A meditation on what is human. Right. There we go. I think ultimately... There you go. There's your big That's your the big, big concept. Yeah. Sure. But it's, it's told through the narrative framing device of Gosling wandering around mm -hmm. and just sort of observing things 
Well, yeah, because so he doesn't actually have many lines of dialogue. Like he, I, I, would I mean, that's, say that's that Ryan Gosling in general, though. He doesn't yeah. usually talk very much, right? Right. Yeah, yeah is that just a strong, they, silent type? Are yeah. they are they writing to him, or is that just the character? Like, if they hadn't cast him, do you think? Well, maybe they would have kept it the same way because it was very similar in Blade Runner, the original, yeah. right? I mean, Harrison Ford as like Han Solo was all effervescent and you know, yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very much a character. But in Blade Runner, he was very much not. He maybe yeah. has like and, 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 and then, and then like they, sub twenty lines to be yeah. honest. It's, it's pretty intense and, how yeah. few times and he they talks. and they and they they have like the voice like depending on what version they have like the voiceover yeah. or not and the like, original the non voiceover is like yeah. best the original yeah, theatrical yeah, release was they the producers thought it was too depressing so they forced Harrison at like pretty much gunpoint do a voiceover and it was uh, about yeah. I can't remember the exact content of it but it yeah. was pretty it was supposed to be like uplifting like we got away and we were safe and, yeah yeah they, uh, they like run away um yeah. i guess that's one of the big things to touch on is the fact that this is a sequel that came out 30 years after the original 35 first made? 35 years after 35 it. years yeah. um yeah. what were what were your guys's um like first encounters with Blade Runner with Bl- the original yeah the original I guess we should also say here too spoiler warning for anybody who wants to see 2049 it's, all, it's right. always spoiler warning yeah, yeah, right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> feel free to talk about whatever you want yeah uh, I don't know I, I'll i start with my experience with Blade Runner uh, I read Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep and mm. then I watched the like the perfect edition or whatever the mm. super cut or whatever it is the definitive edition I can't remember whatever bloody title it's got right now and mm. so that's all I know about it Right. Uh, and it, it instantly became. It was right around the time I was also reading Neuromancer and like mm-hmm. a lot of the cyberpunk stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was so like the, it was off with perfect storm. Yeah, yeah. It was perfect okay. storm of like this movie is the best movie of all time mm-hmm. for sci-fi. So that's sort of where it's sad. Uh, yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I think I was seventeen or sixteen when I watched it. I think I was in university. I was yeah. taking yeah. a twentieth-century lit course, and we read Neuromancer. Yeah. And he mentioned how it sort of was. Actually, I was reading up on it today, and he had already yeah. started writing Neuromancer when Blade Runner came and out. And then he was and sort of panicked. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, everybody's going to think that I just like copied this from Blade Runner. <laughs> so he ended up rewriting a bunch of stuff, like two-thirds of the novel. Wow. He wrote it like a dozen times. Yeah. But uh, my prof mentioned it that it was sort of based on Blade Runner mm-hmm. sort of at the same time anyway. So then I checked out the movie, and yeah. I hadn't seen it since. Yeah. Since like the mid-90s. Yeah. Wow. And then before yeah. this one came out, I downloaded the original, the... Um, yeah. What they call the final cut. The final yeah. cut that's and right. I barely remembered anything from when I first saw it. I must have been like really stoned or something when I saw it. So, so you, you watched it you watched it the like the day before we went, right? Yeah, yeah. like a yeah. couple of days before or something. Okay, yeah. a couple of yeah. days. My mom made yeah. me want to made me watch it actually. My yeah. mom really likes that movie. Mm. Yeah, weird. My, Visu- mom, my mom does too. <laughs> Visually very strong, yeah. right? Like it's yeah. a very super strong. Like it's mm-hmm. a, a feast for the there's eyes. There's so many. Mm-hmm. There's so many movies that afterward have aped that, yeah. that like mm-hmm. style. Yeah, I think I watched it the first time in college too, university. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm like you guys. I've, I've never read any Philip K. Dick. I've tried like mm-hmm. a couple times, but I yeah. just can't get through it. Well, mm-hmm. well, PKD wrote it, and then I mean yeah. the, I mean his. This is a side note, but his. Like, it makes sense for the characters not to talk a lot in Blade Runner because right. his characters in his books also don't really talk a lot because mm-hmm. he was a paranoid schizophrenic. And oh. yeah, like, <laughs> he so he, he'll write his characters are really devoid of emotion or like the emotions that he'll never write, like, said happily or anything like that. Like, it's always mm. just he said, or why he wouldn't the even facts, say that. Yeah. It's just the facts because mm-hmm. he's so divorced from reality already mm-hmm. that, like, he can't quite. It, 
you can tell. You can also mm-hmm. tell when which chapters he's off his medication too. Oh, really? Like you can, you can, yeah, you can. Some chapters will be really lucid and like yeah. tight and cohesive, and then the next chapter will just be like <laughs> off to something else, and you're like, that's when he stopped taking his meds for that you know, month or whatever. Wow. Yeah, the guy was. Uh, but he did. He man. did manage to see the movie. This is uh, oh. so Phil Kiddick saw it, and he said. This movie is a triumph. There's no better interpretation of my work out there. Wow. I'm so glad they've done it right. It's mm. way better than my book. Well, there we go. Yeah. So he and he, he saw the theatrical release. He saw the, the theatrical release. Yeah, with the narration. Oh. And he said it's it's better than anything mm. I could have ever written. I'm so glad they did it. Wow. And then he he passed away like six or uh, less than a year after its wow. release. Mm. Pretty pretty quickly after. So he managed to Did see not it. Did know. Yeah. So going back to that, because you, yeah. you were talking about Ryan Gosling not having much emotion and yeah. Harrison Ford not having much emotion. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of feel like that's... We were talking about this the yeah. other the other week. I mm. kind of feel like that's sort of the point. Yeah. The mm. line between humanity and the androids is supposed to be very blurry. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and, and everybody gets obsessed about the ending of the original and whether yeah. he's... Whether uh, he's a replicant yeah, or yeah. whether he's a human, and I think that kind of distracts from yeah. the point. <laughs> the point of the, of the story. Like, it's not... Who cares if he is really or not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he is pretty much replicants are so close to human that what's we can't the even yeah just what's, basically what's creating point? life yeah. right just both in uh, the original Blade Runner and in twenty forty nine the ones who have the most emotive capacity are the replicants it sure seems like, like they, it, yeah they're the yeah. ones who are the most <laughs> true invested like yeah. I'm thinking of um, Rutger Hauer's character is right. very you know passionate and driven and press mm-hmm. in that original one and then twenty forty nine you have Love is her name yep Love yeah. uh, she's yeah. like constantly either angry or crying and like, and like we're i'm because right. I'm, I'm, i want to mention this later too but and joy yeah the other, love and joy, joy are both like yeah. the most emotive characters yeah. the whole entire movie the one yeah. they're both and joy is a not yeah. even a replicant she's yeah. a computer right AI. A computer simulation yeah. 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 yeah yeah um so so i guess i guess in the so taking it from the original version it, it's it's been 30 years mm-hmm. in blade runner's universe as yeah. well because 2049, the original 2019. 2019. Okay, so it's like essentially like yeah. the same amount of time yeah. has passed, give or take. And Ryan Gosling's character is tasked on um, tracking down this baby who might be the uh, might be replicant slash human. Yeah, the, like the, the 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 child of a replicant yeah. slash human. Uh, Rick Deckard, uh, yeah. Harrison Ford's character. Which I don't know yeah. is he, is he a replicant? Is he not? Does it, it matter? This twenty forty nine would yeah. suggest that he is a human, but uh, we do know that replicants age. I mean, there so, was that cameo by the by the the origami yeah. guy in the yeah, first, yeah, in that right. part where he's like he's you, been retired or yeah. whatever, and yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. euphemistic yeah. way that they they say. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. So um, it's so it, the plot. The plot stands on that, and it's yeah. it's all Ryan Gosling's character trying to discover the truth. And of course, there's complications where Ryan starts to believe yeah. that he is himself, right? The and that's the child. that's one of the that's one of the triumphs of the movie, I yeah. think, because uh, Alden said this too, and like uh, when we were talking about this before, um, once he saw it coming, he's like, "Ah, oh, geez, really?" Like, like they sold it so this. early. Like, you're like, like here it is, and, like, and, you're like, yeah. and like, and one of the things that I've been reading about is like that's such a tired trope yeah. at this point. You right. know, like the chosen one trope, yeah, yeah, either yeah. like uh-huh. the Matrix and yeah, Star right. Wars and anything like that. And then they totally flip it, yeah, yeah. because it turns out he's not the child. The yeah. child is this other random character that yeah, you met yeah, already, yeah. and he learns in true neo noir or just noir yeah. fashion that. He doesn't really matter. He's not special, yeah, you know. No. Um, and that—that that I think was, upon further reflection, 
Like, this was a movie that stuck with me a long time. I'm yeah. still thinking about it. Yeah. And thinking about it then, I'm like, wow, that's really powerful. Yeah. So, I really like that. It did a really good yeah. job, I think, setting that just, up. Just the overall, like, whatever plot yeah. summary. A metaphor for the human condition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> None True. of us matter. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just useless. Except for the person in the bubble. That, right. that person does kind of matter. <laughs> yeah. Who uh, knows, even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, yeah. I don't know. It's... So yeah, yeah uh, broad themes, very intense, <laughs> I would say. Uh, some of the specific things uh, I wanted to just talk about was um, the music, mm-hmm. right off the bat. Because um, mm-hmm. we got into this because uh, before mentioned it was Johan Johansson, mm-hmm. but then actually it turns out that it's um, Hans, Hans Zimmer, Zimmer and, and his assistant. Uh, Fish Blue for something like that. Yeah, Fish uh, or something. I read up something yeah. on this because yeah, we yeah. were talking about yeah. it, and apparently he got removed from the project. Yeah, Johan Johansson. Johansson. Yeah. yeah, for some reason that nobody really wants to talk about. But he the, got the reason I heard was that it wasn't Blade Runner enough. No. He released. He showed the music, and they were just like, "This won't work." Mm-hmm. And so they they had to sort of like quick hire mm-hmm. somebody else to ape mm-hmm. Vangelis. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I, I didn't dislike the music. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I thought it was serviceable mm-hmm. but it wasn't uh there was nothing that was yeah there was nothing that stuck out like the original like the original's iconic for some reason trying to make it more like the same mm-hmm. i don't know if it necessarily brought anything new i mean i think it it wasn't bad it like, worked again, it worked yeah. yeah it worked and i've mm-hmm. I, you know no i've actually listened to quite a lot of scores i don't, I don't yeah. call myself an expert but uh I thought it really matched the atmosphere yeah. and it really matched the visuals well. Yeah. Would it stand up on its own as a great piece of music? I'm not really sure because yeah. you know, I'd have to listen it, to it. It, was, it, it, matched this, it matched the movie. I, I, yeah, I believe that. It was yeah, very much a score much tied to the visuals. Mm-hmm. Like some, some soundtracks, they are so evocative. Mm-hmm. I think of like mm-hmm. uh, Interstellar. Yeah. Right? Things well, like that. Of, or Inception. Or Inception. And, you know, like other of Hans Zimmer's work yeah, where yeah, yeah. it is very much a standalone. Yeah. yeah. This was and very much this need to the visual. Every single time I compare this to uh, Arrival, yes. which was yeah. actually how we kicked off our Fantastic. last... Uh, <laughs> our very first episode was all about Arrival. Uh, um, nice. And Johan Johansson is the guy behind that. Yeah. And Denise Villeneuve, who yeah. directed this as well. So I just kept, felt myself always comparing the two, and it, mm-hmm. the, the the music in Arrival was just so so good. Yeah, so so, dis, so distinct. Too. Yeah. So well, it was unique, it was painting you know? like I yeah. I kind of view it like you can either have music that is like tied, or you can have music that's painting another scene at the same time. Right. So it's like you're getting the visual image, and then you're also getting the the audio, right. which is also providing the sort of like a three D image or a, mm-hmm. a separate image. So like, there's a lot of. Uh, times where you're listening to the music and that's all you can really like the scene in arrival when they first enter the craft and mm-hmm. there's that sort of like unsettling hum that mm-hmm. all yeah. of a sudden blasts into the horns it's giving you such a sense of dread that even if you took the audio out you'd still feel scared or nervous right adding that more the creates visuals, the depth yeah. just yeah. like oh my god right yeah so with blade runner the only time i could say i ever felt that was when uh Gosling's character, Kay, first goes to the Wallace Corp headquarters, and there's mm-hmm. those vast yeah. monolithic shapes coming yeah. out of the smoke, and there's a sort of weird yeah. chanting mixed with a synth, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's sort of this deep, low rumble. That was like, yeah, ooh, this is cool, this yeah, is really yeah, good. Yeah. I got a lot of, like, 2001 yeah. Space Odyssey. Too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the chanting part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will say, we also, since we mentioned we saw this in IMAX, like, just blasted by the sound. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool, but it's... At yeah. a certain point, I wonder if I'm not doing permanent damage. <laughs> yeah. to my hearing. Like, they got it cranked up so 
so loud. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They did. I feel like such an old man. Like, turn that down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's got to be so loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah. Uh, uh, the um, some of the other stuff we kind of already talked about. Ryan Gosling. He's yep. doing a lot of the same things that he's done in like Drive and. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so so Ryan Gosling, you know, I thought he did a, yeah. I thought he did a good job. Um, uh, I did. Yeah. I, I was bored. Yeah. I, I wasn't say I was bored. I was okay with his performance up yeah. until he um, met oh. the memory shaper, and mm-hmm. then he finds he shows the memory to her, and then he finally reacts. He right. finally he swears quite loudly and throws the chair, yeah. and it's like good, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I yeah, can. Yeah, I suppose that's true. We started off talking about how love and yeah. joy are like emotive, but like yeah. Ryan Gosling's character at one point where he thinks that he's yeah. the chosen one or whatever, mm-hmm. he feels more complicated. Like yeah. he gets angry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but some of the other people I wanted to talk about was uh, specifically Jared Leto's character because uh, <laughs> I. You hate him. <laughs> I'm just tired of he plays the like the the industrialist tech guy Neander Wallace Neander uh, Wallace yeah. whose name is kind of a play on Neanderthal, Neanderthal. Yeah. yeah yeah right um, yeah. yeah he's the concept is kind of cool he doesn't have any he's blind yeah. um he's got like these little stone robots that float around and are his eyes essentially yeah. um but I just really disliked a lot of. It was very tropey to me. He was like, mm. I will become God. He keeps on quoting scripture and stuff. And I, I thought it was a, a lot over the top. And I felt like we already got that. Right. Personally, I feel like we got a lot from that from the first movie with right. Terrell. But mm. I haven't watched it in a while. So mm-hmm. I'll defer to you. I don't know. I felt like there was a lot of similarities in their speeches. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. I mean, he was more... Um... The guy in the original uh, was it was that Terrell or was Terrell, Terrell the, guy, the guy that created Terrell him? is the guy with the big glasses who's like, right okay so yeah, yeah he was more of like a mad genius sort of okay, type yeah. not no I guess not he didn't really show a, a madness but um, there's this whole thing about the chess game and stuff yeah. and how the guy the other guy not the Terrell guy the uh, guy who created the replicants um, oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Name? he's um, great character actor yeah from, uh, he's in every movie yeah, ever yeah, yeah, he no. was in. Uh, God. Deadwood. Deadwood. He and was the in. Newhart show. He was in a Bob bunch of stuff in the eighties and. Yeah. Oh, no, he was. Um, he was in uh, Fargo. He was, yeah. He was in Fargo yeah. as um, whatever his name was. Was he? I think it was. Anyway, he was. Uh, he was supposed to be sort of like a mad genius in the in mm-hmm. the story because he was the one creating all the replicants. Yeah. yeah. And he makes this big deal about how in his whole lifetime he's only beat uh, Tyrell at chess like once. Yeah. Right. Or something right. like that. So this Tyrell was set up to be just sort of like an amazing intellect yeah. yeah um there wasn't so much of an overt i didn't feel like such an overt okay. god yeah. complex he wasn't quoting scripture and, okay well you know he's a bit it, he's a bit more sedate about it i think yeah. the way i've compared it because i've had this conversation with jacob is that terrell is like a scientist with n- right with zero scruples yeah like he's just he's very driven and dedicated mm-hmm. but he doesn't really care he's like i gave you short in life mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. what i needed to give you that's right I don't, I don't see why you're com- complaining. Yeah. You're living a great life, and mm-hmm. then you get to die. Right. I have to get old. Yeah. You know, what's what's your problem? Yeah. He doesn't sort of contemplate the greater moral implications. Sure. He doesn't, no. he doesn't think that way. Yeah. No, he sure. Care. Where I, Wallace is much more like, I want angels. That's right. Like, I, I, very I, sort of, I guess kind <laughs> of off the deep end. Without even comparing it to Terrell, then I'm kind of tired of the whole, the like, yeah. the guy of him being like, oh, I'm going to create life. And mm-hmm. He's just very like, oh, I'm going to be creepy and weird and... Yeah, like kill my my replicant that just was born in front of me because she can't make babies. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why he wants the ba- the the yeah. child because he wants to figure out the secret to 
birthing replicant babies. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the, I guess we could, I guess we go back and sort of explain a bit of the plot a bit. At the core of it, you have Kay trying to find the baby. Mm-hmm. You have Wallace who's trying to find the baby to make sure that all replicants can reproduce and conquer the stars in the trillions. I think is yeah. the, the number he gives. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Robin Wright, Robin Wright, who plays the police chief, who just wants to kill the baby and maintain the wall, as it were, the sort of right. metaphorical wall between yeah. the replicants and right and. One of my favorite parts of the film is the very ending when Kay confronts when Crash when he's saving Harrison Ford and confronts um, Love in the the ship. They're on the literal wall mm-hmm. between replicants and humans. Like there's a literal wall for the seawall. They're fighting yeah. there, and he swims out there and he's fighting her in the water. And in the background of the shot, there's Harrison Ford drowning as these two replicants fight yeah. over him, yeah. but they're not paying attention to him. They're totally focused mm-hmm. on each other. And in the yeah. back in the background, Harrison's like, oh. God, yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah, I yeah. am drowning to death. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's, I sort of felt that there was maybe uh, some sort of metaphor going on there because uh-huh. they're constantly referred to as angels. So I was going like, well, yeah. is it, you know, angel and, and then, devil fighting over a mortal soul while the mortal soul is, is dying. dying. Nobody's <laughs> paying attention to him because they're just, they hate each other so much. That's right. So then, then yeah. to throw in even another one, there's yeah. another bunch of rogue replicants yep. who want to take the baby and take start a war take Harrison Ford's mm-hmm. character and kill him because yeah. some reason I forget exactly why I was reading the synopsis yeah. and like that's the thing that they yeah. I was tuned out a little bit during that point <laughs> but yeah they, they like ask Kay to kill and they uh, wanted to start Harrison a war yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they want to start a war between yeah. replicants and uh, humans so mm-hmm. um, in the end Kay just chooses none of them and mm-hmm. chooses to save Harrison Ford and bring him to his baby and maybe dies his, in the steps his Okay, yeah. maybe yeah. dies. His daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Jared Leto, I wasn't a fan. Yeah. That's my main point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess we could go. We could go right yeah. into like, how about uh, what the thing that you disliked and the thing that you liked the most about the film? We could just go straight into that. So, Jacob, you're straight into that. Yeah, I think. Do we have any more points we want to talk about? Um, yeah, I have a couple more. Okay. But, yeah, I sure. mean, yeah, Fuller, like, what, what about you? Like, what what stood out for the film? What was something that was striking? I guess. What was something that you? I love the visuals. Yeah. I love the direction. Mm-hmm. cinematography I mean some yeah. some points were literally breathtaking yeah. like uh, I, I'm guessing it's all CGI mm. but I'm constantly blown away at how good CGI has become I that's mean, true it's, if it's done well yeah, that's true it, it, look, it, it looked it looked like a real like yeah. the depth of like like how the fidelity uh, yeah, yeah. Of, of everything it's, it's one of those movies cool. where like I've, I've tried to explain this to people because it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like um I guess some people who are real sort of film nerds yeah. don't really uh, don't want to enjoy IMAX or 3D. Yeah. And they kind of feel like it's, I don't know, they feel yeah. like it's kind of cheesy. And yeah. it is kind of cheesy yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. But, man, it's a triumph of modern technology. For, the, and I for this movie, I'm glad way. I did. <laughs> yeah, I kind of see it that way. Like, there are movies where I just, I have to see it in IMAX 3D. Yeah. And I'm constantly blown away. Several movies, like um, Gravity. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So anybody, I would say 90% of the people mm-hmm. that I know who hated Gravity downloaded it and watched it on their computer yeah. yeah anybody who saw it in imax 3d was like holy crap that movie was so great yeah because yeah. you feel like you're in space uh-huh. yeah. you know which is part of the fun the movie okay. should, the movie should be like a entertainment in that yeah way, see you know? i wasn't i wasn't super impressed by gravity but yeah i didn't watch an imax so right maybe and then so maybe this new it. this new yeah. blade runner i think is another one i think if you don't see it imax 3d you're definitely missing something no you're definitely going to miss uh, some of the um, immersive elements of it it's just a mm-hmm. beautiful film well especially the the ones who when he steps out and there's the uh, the giant hologram that comes down to yeah. sort of talk to him, as it were. It's, right. It's, there's that moment where he steps out into the rain, and there's this huge hologram. That, I remember that being very like 
But even some of the yeah. quieter moments, yeah. like well, you mentioned when they were inside the structure, uh, mm. inside, I guess, Jared Leto's mm. place. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a scene where they're walking through something and, the, yeah. and it's just these sort of triangular shadows yeah. Yeah, that are sort cool. of moving yeah. as they're going those through. Are, like yeah. just little things like that yeah, yeah, that yeah, were yeah. like, wow, yeah, yeah. that looks nice. Yeah, it just looked good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can really say that like between the first and the second, there's definitely a continuity of mm. style. Oh, yeah, and vision. Um, yeah. And it looks better. Yeah. Because, you know, you can only get better. Right. You know? yeah. Yeah. Not, I guess you can get worse if it's the prequels. So this is not an example of they know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. 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 The, the, the only other person I wanted to bring up for acting specifically was uh, Harrison Ford. Mm. Like comparing his, his performance uh, from the last one to this one and then even like more recent like, like, like Star Wars, Wars to this, this one. one. I feel mm. like he put a lot more effort oh, into he, this. He mm-hmm. actually tried in this yeah, one. Yeah. I, really I think he actually it. acted yeah. in this yeah. one. He, he, yeah. he, he attempted because I gotta say, I'm, I'm sorry for all the nerds out there, but like Harrison Ford in Star Wars, I was, it he just felt it. like he was just bored. He just seemed like he really wasn't giving it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind I of Han Solo's he... character is that he's sure. kind of lackadaisical. Which, sure. But even still, you can like, I don't know, you know. But I mean, Star Wars is, uh, again, yeah. apologies to the nerds out there, Star Wars is... is, <laughs> is, is like matinee, same. matinee yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like fun, right? Yeah, Blade Runner, Blade Runner is, you know, yeah. I mean, it's philosophical, yeah. deep. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. if you're, yeah. if you're, I don't want to say that he's an artist. I don't know that he is, but yeah. I think if you are an artist and you took your craft seriously, yeah. Yeah. I think you would approach those two projects and say, well, this one's just for fun. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. one, yeah, this is, this is. I know he almost got into a fist fight with Ridley Scott about the debate over whether or yeah. not mm-hmm. uh, Deckard yeah. is a replicant. So right. he clearly cared enough yeah. about the yeah. role to you know, almost get into a physical altercation with the, the director. Yeah. <laughs> so. so I guess when you were asking me what's my, what's a good thing and a bad thing, yeah. like Jared Leto bad. didn't really like him. Harrison Ford, I was like, mm-hmm. you, know, you give it a nod? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. like, cool. Yeah, so, I agree with that. It just, yeah. Um, some of the other topics, acknowledging that we're all three white dudes um <laughs> but the representation of women yeah. was something that i've been reading a bit about um because the women who we do see uh, robin wright's character uh love. joy and love yes. and um the daughter. even the daughter yeah. uh the mind shaper are i don't know what i i've read things that say they're somewhat problematic because they're just they're there to kind of serve oh, and the, the male characters too. oh yeah mm-hmm. the prostitute as well um the male characters um, which is kind of something that Blade Runner, the original. Oh yeah, the Blade Runner is like mm-hmm. one of the worst films ever. For like, there's just no. It's they, some people say it's like oh it's sweet it's romance like no he he basically he raped her. It's it's there's right. no that that in scene the original, in the original yeah, yeah. the scene is like mm. I was shocked by that because <laughs> you rewatch it and you yeah. go oh yeah oh yeah. wait a minute yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess wait that's a, a specific minute. memory I've had is I watched it with my friends who's a girl um and she had a totally like I'd never put yeah. those things together and I feel like an idiot for not being like, oh yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, he, she didn't, yeah, that's really awkward. This is really awkward. She wanted to um, leave. Yeah. I mean, I think this one doesn't have anything as cringeworthy no. as something like that, mm-hmm. but um, the idea of one of the, one of my favorite characters was Joy. Yeah. Um, I really like the actress. I think yeah. she was really good. She um, was. But she really just does exist there to be kind of like a motivating factor yeah. for Kay. Like you said with the hologram, yeah. he, he decides in that moment that he's going to help Harrison Ford yeah. um, because of yeah. Joy tells mm-hmm. him. But the Joy, it's, Joy is an interesting character because she, theoretically you could argue that 
she was programmed to service. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's she's an AI. She's right. His electronic girlfriend. She's literally there to serve as the the thing that drives him. Right. Mm-hmm. But she's programmed to. That's kind of the 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 interesting part about it. I think is that right. she's she's required to help him. Mm-hmm. That's her purpose. Yeah. You know, and she does feel. There are scenes where she feels joy and happiness that aren't related to um, Kay's happiness mm-hmm. when she's in the car for the that's first true. time and she's looking around. Right. She's like, you know what? Oh man! That's yeah, true. When she steps outside into the rain, she's like, oh geez, the rain. Yeah. Like she doesn't care about Kay at that point. No, that's she's true. just happy to to, to be live. experiencing yeah. something mm-hmm. else. And then maybe the programming so, kicks in and she. I think I think then maybe that's mm-hmm. that's at least something that you can debate over because mm-hmm. you are that is true. I think she does you know have her own. What do you, somewhat agency or desires? What do you think, Fuller? What do you think about like love, the the character there? Or you know, I I hadn't really thought about it until you guys brought it up. I I tend not to think that way. I just think of it yeah. as like pure entertainment value. Right. But I um, overanalyze everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to overanalysis. I can see your point though. Yeah. I can see the point. The, the it's yeah. definitely a man's world in both the original and the new one. It's it's yeah. more focused on the male characters. Mm-hmm. The um, although there is a woman um, leader of you know, the rebellion. That's a, uh, yeah, the leader of the rebellion. rebellion. And Robin yeah. Wright's character. I mean, Robin she is his boss. Yeah. And the savior of know. humanity is a woman. A woman. A woman. Or the savior of replicants. Yeah, or right. with savior, whatever the the, yeah. the the goal, the chosen one, yeah, right. the chosen one. And she's, I mean, yeah. think about think about yeah. what her job is, creating uh, all those memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So I mean, having a having a woman in the role of, of the mother goddess, basically, figure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the replicants, yeah, because so. she creates all the memories or near mm-hmm. all the memories for them, and then, mm-hmm. then she puts in these like Easter eggs to yeah. try and get them to come back to her somehow. Yeah. Right. right, that's what I thought. That's yeah. what I was getting from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's. I think there's. You could endlessly analyze this film because mm-hmm. there's. There's. I'm. I fall on the side of like, love is an interesting character because I think she truly believes in Wallace's vision. I don't yeah. think she's like following him because she's a replicant. I think she's following him because she wants to have a child. I yeah. think she wants. Well, that's an like, interesting interpretation. Yeah. Because she's very angry. Yeah. She's like. When the scene between her and Robin Wright, and she crushes the glass yeah. in her hand, yeah. and it's like, yeah. tell yeah. me where. Like she, that was a really good scene. She's angry. Really she wants scene. to know where this kid yeah. is. She's yeah. not pulling any punches. She's furious. Yeah, and she's desperate to try and. And the scene where Wallace kills this newly born replicant, she's crying in the background, and I don't think she's crying because the replicant's yeah. dead. I think she's crying because of what Wallace is saying, where he wants to see replicants move out and and become. Fertile, basically. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. she's like a believer, yeah. which sort of gives her a bit more. That's that's actually I didn't consider punch. that, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I don't know. That's, that's just my view of it. No, though, no that's so. I like I like that. Mm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, the other overanalyzation that I have, <laughs> because of course it's going to be that, and the reason why I said white is the fact that um, race has been brought up too mm. in terms of this. Uh, because all over this this movie, and it's part of the mm. stuff that's really great, is the fact that you see all these Japanese and Chinese yeah. and like Sanskrits yeah. and things like Korean like yeah. scripts Machines all over the place. Japanese. Mm-hmm. This is all in Russian too. Yeah. This is all like in in uh, an L A that yeah. has been combined with Asian culture, yeah. and yet in the whole entire movie, we have zero. Asian characters that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, the origami guy. The origami guy. guy. But he's kind of just like a cameo from the last one, right? Then we have Dr. Badger. 
Dr. Badger, he's from Somalia, which honestly, that was one of my favorite favorite scenes. He's like, Dr. Badger can get you a horse. But one of the the specific things, I was reading this guy who who were like, he's from India, uh, uh, he writes for Birth Movies Death a lot, Um, and he was talking about Lieutenant Josie um, was, was as a character... Uh, when he first saw that, he was like, "Oh, cool! That's a that's a sense, that's a Hindu name." Um, then he read, then it came, the casting came out, and he and it was announced that that's um, uh, Robin Wright's character, mm-hmm. and so he was like disappointed about that because he was mm-hmm. expecting maybe to see representation. Mm-hmm. He liked the movie. He's just saying like it's yeah. it's problematic to have a whole entire city of all these things and not really have any. Yeah. It major is, characters yeah and especially like you said because they went through so much trouble to show all the different languages yeah and then everybody's just white yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do i do find I it really thought about that. i do find it kind of interesting too that they go to the scrapyard and all the scrappers yeah. are german oh they yeah, all speak yeah. they're all these they're like all white like, german dudes like, yeah i was right. thinking like, russian but, yeah but yeah. I, or whatever they speak and yeah. i also they definitely also, were like yeah i also love that in Blade, both in the European. original and in this one when a language is spoken to somebody who's not speaking that language they still respond as if they right. understand yeah uh-huh. and like so it's like this world where yeah it's just everybody knows at least six languages so if somebody says something to japanese you just respond in english and you don't need to yeah. like translate or anything mm. like that it just sort of happens mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. the original one um, almost his character the, the, the origami guy, origami guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name uh, he speaks in this very strange like patois yeah, sort of thing it's this mixture of languages yeah. I'm not exactly too sure what's going on there right uh, to Deckard and Deckard is just responding ways that speak yeah. English and like go away yeah. don't bother me yeah, yeah. yeah that's right yeah yeah, and then in the original too, there were there's a lot more scenes where like he's in sort of Chinatown. Yeah, yeah. Meeting, there's the eye guy. There's the eye guy. Yeah, guy. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, yeah. it's not yeah. as if they're major characters, but they yeah. are inhabited in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Like the, the, guy, the guy who gives him the noodles is yeah, yeah. Chinese. Just sprinkled yeah. there a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. So, um, the last thing that I want to bring up, and then yeah. I think we get to final yeah. final grades, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> is the because I know you were really pissed off about this mm. was the censorship that oh. happened because we were in China. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a scene where there's some nudity, and it's uh, pretty tame nudity too. It's pretty tame nudity. It's just like a bit there's of boobage. Some nipples, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not like anything sexual. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it it was it was censored, but like very obviously so like i at the time i thought it was something they were doing artistically yeah. Yeah. but the 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 scene itself is zoomed in super super like, tight yeah, so it's tight. grainy so all of a sudden you go from yeah. crisp yeah. hd yeah. deliciousness yeah. to like, like oh somebody's somebody's <laughs> watching on like uh watching on like a security camera yeah. that's, that's what i thought yeah. and I initially like, i thought that i'm like no wait a minute right. i know the scene yeah. from the trailer and yeah. they're cutting footage out yeah those bastards yeah because <laughs> they have replicants who are yeah. naked and oh um, they zoom in yeah. and then there's the scene where the replicant is birthed with wallace and uh-huh. they they tight focus on like the lower right. third mm-hmm. yeah. and they also cut out a scene a minute of footage a minute of footage. Oh, okay. did they? What yeah. did they cut out? Uh, the sex scene between um, oh. the prostitute and Kay. Uh, oh, so, so they... They oh. hard cut. It doesn't... Oh, yeah. know, you don't notice because it's just a hard transition. The, right. the, the, the okay. scene that's straight straight out from her where yeah. she gets like a surrogate lover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they uh, cut out that whole oh. scene. Okay. Okay, so yeah. there's some stuff they kind of. It's a, I think it's around a minute, just okay. sub, sub a minute of footage that you remove. Yeah. Okay. I can I can handle that. Yeah, it's it's not a scene that's like... 
It was just, it was more the fact that it was super, super obvious. Yeah, I'd really like it. There was, um, what was that Wachowski Brothers movie that it was, had Atlas in the title? Um, Oh, oh, um, oh, uh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas, Atlas, yeah. yeah. So, like, they, when they played that in China, they cut out, like, 40 minutes. Oh, my God. 45 minutes. There was a whole, like, homosexual subplot that just got the axe. They just removed that whole thing? And they also probably removed the weird uh, soap creation with the, like, the... They reprogrammed. I didn't bother because I was in China <laughs> here, and when I found out that they were going to cut 40 minutes, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to go and see that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I, I would recommend watching it. Uh, it's good? It's good. Okay. Uh, it's a, I like it. All right. Well, um, so that was the censorship. That's um, <laughs> yeah. any, any final thoughts? On censorship? Or on anything with this movie? Um, anything we didn't mention? I think it's. I think it's just you know. What cemented well, we can move Villeneuve. on. We can move on yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to usually we give them a grade out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of whatever you feel. Can like. we do both movies? Can we do Can we do Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Can we Can we rate both? Yeah, sure. I, I guess you, yeah. you have you have an idea. I, have, I already I've already okay. planned this. Go out. go ahead. Um, tell, tell tell me what you think. So originally, Blade Runner held the the spot for number one movie and number one sci-fi movie for me. But that was just because of its legacy, its mm-hmm. its impact on everything. Mm-hmm. So visuals, movie making, books, the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went into twenty forty nine sort of already giving it a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. And then if it messed up, I would remove points, and it didn't really mess up. So mm-hmm. it got a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. But unlike the original Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner had flaws. Mm-hmm. It had flaws in it that mm-hmm. I that I can't really forgive, mm-hmm. um, just as personal taste. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one doesn't really have flaws, and it has the same tone and impact yeah, amount. Yeah. So I just swapped them. I just I bumped Blade Runner out of that mm-hmm. top, and I put twenty forty nine in. So now it goes twenty forty nine Arrival, and then Blade Runner again. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd I draw I drop it below. I go, it goes from one to third. Yeah, weirdly so. I'd agree with that. I, I rewatching Blade Runner, the original one. I was kind of surprised at how cheesy it was. I don't remember yeah. it being there's cheesy. There's some, some real cheese. There's some, there's some real yeah. cheese. There's yeah. that super problematic rape scene, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. I don't remember at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, "What is going on? Why is he raping somebody? Yeah. What? Like, what is happening? Where did we get here?" Yeah. So like. Yeah, I would. You know, it's still a great movie by all yeah, yeah. by all uh, measurements. But uh, the new one, I thought was better. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I would, yeah, yeah. I, I would say like just you know yeah by by legacy alone, Blade Runner is a mm-hmm. great movie. Mm-hmm. Gets like at least like an eight mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the new movie, I appreciate the old movie better honestly mm-hmm. like part of it is the way that the 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 new movie like frames all these questions and stuff and it mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't rehash anything it doesn't it, try it, to answer its own, them so yeah much. it doesn't answer it, it, it it's its own movie um but it it plays so well and mm-hmm. harmonizes so well with the first one so yeah like yeah it's it's i guess i can give it a 10 mm-hmm. yeah yeah should you can revise it. Generally, don't. You, you, you revised Arrival up. Arrival, yeah. Arrival, that's the thing. Arrival sat with me a long time afterward, and I think we recorded that episode like right after we saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and Blade Runner sat with me a, a while too. This is this is a while since we saw it, and I think upon, like, it's one of those movies that I needed to just have in my mind for a while and think about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. It's, honest, it's honestly put, remember. it's put Denise Villeneuve as my, like, one of my all-time favorite directors. Sure, I've, Sicario mm-hmm. is brilliant. I haven't Br- seen that one. It's yet. it's good, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's emotionally heavy. Okay, there's there's a weight to it. Okay, um, 
I wouldn't watch it on a nice, you know, like when you're feeling, you know, chipper. I don't put it on. Have fun, yeah, yeah, family yeah. fun, right? No, yeah, no, no, don't do that. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm, see that too. favorite part of 2049, I'm honestly gonna say, uh, you know, the the two the two things that stand out: the visuals, obviously, mm-hmm. music, not so much, doesn't mm-hmm. sell it so much for me here. Mm-hmm. And I do, I'm gonna be contrarian here, Wallace. I you really liked I Jared liked, Leto. Okay. I liked I liked that character. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I'll be you're concerned. allowed to have your opinion. <laughs> on it, yeah, Even allowed. if it's wrong. What about you? What do you? Where do you sit with like what's something that really stands out? What's something that's not so good? Uh, yeah. So the standout thing was the visuals. Yeah. The not standing out part. Um, I'd be hard pressed to think of anything on you okay. know offhand. Yeah. I don't remember a single moment when I was like, like annoyed, <laughs> annoyed or out of it, other than you know the stuff that happened because of the censorship. Yeah, that's yeah. actually that's why I see my real pet peeve is the right. censorship. Yeah. Like, when it got ah! super grainy suddenly, and it was just like once I realized what was happening, it was like, yeah, geez, no, that's come, not... on, come on, China, get out but, of the Stone Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just... But I honestly can't think of a single thing that I didn't like about it. Yeah, I, yeah. my my criticisms are so mild. Yeah, they're like the yeah. music could have been a bit more. Yeah, Pop. could have been a little better. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I I like Hans Zimmer, and yeah. I liked uh, I liked wasn't bad. the tones. Yeah. yeah, good. So yeah, Blade Runner, ten Blade Runner, Blade yeah. Runner, twenty forty nine. Watch it. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> it's still in theaters. <laughs> I guess. on Blade Runner 2049. I hope you guys go out and see it. The music is also from the movie. It is the one that is composed by Hans Zimmer and Dishbluth. I forget his name. I'm so sorry. I should have looked that up beforehand. This piece is called Mesa, just to kind of give you guys an idea of what we were talking about when we were on the music section. Like I said before, it's not bad necessarily. It's just, I don't know, it's not super iconic to me. One thing that I totally forgot to mention is another actor who I was really impressed by was Dave Batista, coming to popularity from the Gardens of the Galaxy most recently, which he was a fresh and surprising but really awesome character of Drax. He plays a replicant at the very beginning of the movie who only lasts for about five minutes, but in that five minutes he does a very, very good job. I was really impressed with his performance. So Dave Batista, I'm a fan. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Not that you need me to tell you that. Anyways, next up is our picks of the week. And I promise you guys this time they are not bummers. They are actual happy things. Mine is a little bit more, how shall we say, cathartic. 
because it's specifically pointing out the bad things in my own country, but in a very specific way. I'm going to play a short little clip during then, but I'm also going to end off the episode with another part, which is from the Comic-Con appearance by this particular show, just with some words of hope and comedy. Uh, That'll do it from all of us here in Dark Wolf Media. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope uh, I hear from you guys again. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. <laughs> so mine, I already, I already shared with you guys a short clip. Um, it's a Comedy Central show called The President Show, and um, it's uh, Anthony Atomniak, who is a improviser from UCB. Um, he's played with like uh, Ascat and um, Matt Basser and all these different people. He's just a co- comedian guy who hasn't. He's like famous in the comedian world, but not in like the real world. Mainstream. The real world, yeah, yeah, the real the world. The mainstream media. Um, but he's done this brilliant, I, I think, amazing Donald Trump impression. Um, and he, if you hear him in interviews, he talks about the hand movements and he talks about the fact that Trump stands slightly like mm-hmm. tilted, mm-hmm. and he also never he never wants to go down like like he's afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. So um, he plays that up, and like mm-hmm. he has people like always like help him over like mm-hmm. sidewalk things mm-hmm. and stuff. And he's done a lot of terms of his psyche as well. Uh, the clip that just watched was just like his inner like depression or you know like like <laughs> yeah. thing like that. And I think that's one of the big things that makes this to me beyond. Um, a typical just funny Donald Trump impression is the fact that he infuses him with a lot of, like, weirdly enough, humanity and mm-hmm. makes me empathize with the character of this, you know, this this awful person. Um, Go back to the tower, Bridget. We're almost done, sir. <laughs> Anything else you want to show us? I don't know. A truck! <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Hong Kong. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Did you guys see? The truck goes Hong Kong. Did you see that? Did you see it? Unbelievable. It's so crazy. And you see how it moved? Big trucks, big wheels. And the big wheels go around. And then when you pull on the horn, the horn goes crazy. And the truck's so unbelievable because it's a tremendous truck. I wish we had a bigger truck. Wouldn't it be great if a big truck came? Like a big truck, a big 18-wheeler truck, and they're all down. And then a guy showed up, and he was a macho guy. And he says to me, you drive the truck. And then I get to drive the truck. 
and I get to go all the way down and I drive it right into the river and then I drown in the river and I feel the water seeping over me and then the air leaves my lungs and in the moment where my body starts to react and wants air I let go and when I let go the water fills my lungs and I'm finally at peace and only then do I find the complete and absolute solitude that I've wanted Anyway, I want to go home, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the finale just came out. I think it's a brilliant, it's a weird, surreal, like dark, but comedic at the same time. Um, Peter Gross, who's another comedian, um, he plays Mike Pence. And uh, he he's also brilliant just as well because he's like half babysitter, half sycophant. Sick that's mm. the right word, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um because he, he wants so desperately to be, like, accepted, but he also is like, no, Mr. President, we have to, you know, we can't, we, we have to go. He's, like, having a temper tantrum, and he's, like, it's 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 uh, just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd suggest a uh, ton of the episodes are up on Comedy Central. There's a ton of clips. Uh, go out and watch them. It doesn't really matter which ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're really good. That's my pick of the week. Do you think, do you think that the reason you feel sympathy for this character is that it's showing you a potential human side of Trump, or do you think it's just more the portrayal of the comedian that's making you? Sympathize? I think I think it's the it's the well. I just really like Anthony Tomiak, too, yeah. so maybe it's just I have a crush on him. Um, <laughs> but I think it's the preparation that he does for it. He really he's he's if you hear him in interviews again, he so he talks about he talks about Trump's history and he talks about the different things and he's he's watched a lot of his things. He's 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 listened to how he talks. And um, whereas somebody like Alec Baldwin yeah. on SNL, it's just a funny voice um, do you, for do you, him. Do you, and that's, yeah. that's the difference is the amount of preparation and the amount of time and thought into how so this person must feel and think. There's, there's one episode where he, gets, he, gets, uh, he goes to a psych- uh, psychiatrist um, and he gets like evaluated and it's, it's pretty funny as well. Um, mm. I mean, it all is, but it's also very illuminating do you think then because he prepares so much that trump does in fact have these human foibles and and is deserving of sympathy Hmm. (laughs) if the research if the research reflects a character that atomniac also says there's a difference between and i i I agree with this um there's a difference between sympathy and empathy Mm. you can empathize with somebody and understand where they're coming from sympathy Mm. implies that we feel sorry for them sorry for them i don't necessarily feel sorry for donald trump but I can empathize with him. Okay. And understand why he's doing the things he's doing. Yes. Okay. Um, and for some reason, it's just this one has a lot more bite to it, but it also isn't overtly just making fun of him for right. being super dumb. I think it's also putting a brilliant twist. So. It's certainly it's, the yeah. little clip you showed us. He does a really, really amazing impression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, the impression is good too. Like, you know. Do, so, you, think, yeah. do you think they'll have the presidential. Will they have the press meeting or whatever it's called? The president's press meeting where they us- the president usually gets roasted? Oh, the... Um, Didn't they already skip that? Didn't he already yeah, say he he's skipped not that. Yeah. The, the, um, it's the White House Correspondents' Dinner, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he, skipped, skipped. he skipped over that. Uh, mm-hmm. Hassan Minaj uh, hosted. I didn't actually watch it. I have no yeah. idea if it's any good or anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, he skipped over that because he went to a, a rally. That's instead, right. Actually. That's right. Yeah. I was trying to remember what happened uh, during that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, me personally, I've been feeling a lot of... Uh, 
it hasn't been great for my country, the good old U.S. of A. And mm-hmm. this is like uh, some kind of catharsis. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So yeah. president show. That's that's why. Nice. That's why it's my pick of the week. Nice. Yeah. Fuller, do you want to go next or? Stranger Things season two. Oh yes. <laughs> On Halloween night, Will saw a sort of shadow. Maybe all of this is happening for a reason. These are not nightmares. It's happening. And it all leads back to here. Thing. You said it was all in his head. And what have you done? Nothing. What is wrong with my boy? I don't understand. Love you, Lord. She was just. We haven't finished. Okay, we haven't finished. I won't be saying anything more than just generalities. Yeah. Uh, I just love, for me, it's like a throwback because I grew yeah. up during the same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. So just the little bits and pieces that they put together. And, mm. and yeah. other than other than there's one little <laughs> tiny quibble that I have, the word douchebag being thrown around. That's, yeah. a, that's not an 80s word. That's Nobody a, said douchebag in the 80s. That's, a, that's like a 90s, never noticed that, yeah. 90s or later thing. Huh. Yeah. But other than that, it's yeah. like perfect. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I was going yeah, to say, there's like this whole thing with 80s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Sorry. There's, there's not Sorry. a, this isn't a yeah. spoiler. It was the yeah. very first episode yeah. and it's not a huge spoiler, but yeah. if you're really sensitive, then you might want to turn down the volume. <laughs> or like just the whole thing at the arcade where they're yeah. like collecting the quarters yeah. Oh, yeah. and they've got to go and play Dragon Slayer. Oh yeah. Oh, that game. Yeah. I'll never forget you, when that game yeah. came out. Oh, it was so frustrating. Yeah. It was so hard yeah. because you have it to is. move so quickly, yeah. but it was so cool at the same time. Time, yeah, because yeah. you're playing a cartoon, yeah. But then it was 50 cents per game, where it was really? instead yeah. of 25, yeah. so it was yeah. like just this. I, I could feel the frustration. So, how far did you get in Dragons? Oh, uh, not very far, okay. Uh, not as yeah. far as them, I don't think. Yeah. There was like, um, I think you're going down like some kind of hallway, oh, okay, and there's some kind of like spiky thing or something. It's yeah. uh, the memories are vague, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah there, I heard you remember recently, the sensation of anger, yeah. <laughs> recently, yeah. uh, Don Bluth, who's the animator That's for right. all that, um, mm-hmm. he was getting a Kickstarter, I don't know if it happened or not, but to like just release it as a full length movie, yeah. Just because uh, it's you know it like it does play as one. Yeah. It's just like you know the difference between like playing a video game, right? Or whatever. Yeah, that's that's so cool. I don't know. Yeah. Like, so the whole series yeah. as a whole, I just love. And there was a kid in a, a grade ten kid that I teach. This girl, yeah. she has a sweater of um, Dustin's head. Oh yeah, really? and the boys have the massive. The boys head. have the massive eleven head, and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you get those, and why are you wearing them? And do you watch the show? Yeah, so she had no idea. So we yeah. had some time yeah. on Friday, and I played the opening like yeah. um, fifteen minutes of the yeah. new season, uh-huh. and they were just they were hooked. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so they cool. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, we looked up the we looked up the eleven head yeah. recently, yeah. and on the translation on Taobao it says little boy, little boy. Yeah. Does it really? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's the shaved it's the shaved head, which she's got the, the bloody uh, nose. She's got like the yeah, yeah, it's like that thing where she's yeah. concentrating yeah. where she's got the bloody nose. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what do you what yeah. what I guess uh, just a sort of question about this? Do you think season two is better than season one? Which which season is stronger? Are they equal? Uh, this one I thought maybe was a little better, but. Yeah. Uh, 
took a no, while. No, maybe the first one. They're they're about equal. They're about maybe in minor differences. Yeah. There was one episode in the second season that was sort of. I think we might have. We, seen, we, we, we just saw that. We one just watched the one where Eleven goes to see the punks and the yeah. Dads. That one it was, was okay, but yeah. it was sort of yeah. Yeah, there were stock characters. I, yeah. and yeah. the pacing was all I off. I do yeah, love what's yeah. happening with what with Steve. And like mm, Dustin, totally. I love that he's yeah, become totally. like the single mom that's yeah, like yeah, trying yeah. to like these stupid kids. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it! Yeah. He's just got nothing better um, to do, so he's just like, all he's, right, he's working yeah. out his aggression. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, figuring yeah. stuff out. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really. I was reading this whole entire thing about '80s nostalgia and the fact that like most movies and most things will just throw in like, oh, you saw, you grew mm-hmm. up with this. Here's or Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like they do that, but beyond that, they also are copying the cinematography and mm-hmm. the music from That's the right. 80s and the That's look right. they're not just doing like mm-hmm. yeah. here are the stuff they're they're literally saying all of the 80s yeah. Like, yeah. this is how it looked That's right. so Spielberg yeah. and, and yeah. you know John we could do, do a whole Stranger Things episode yeah. I think we're going to finish Stranger Things yeah. season 2 we should just do a Stranger Things episode mm-hmm. it's possible we got a lot to talk about yeah, yeah. it's so good yeah. Yeah. cool good yeah. pick of the week yeah right. classic yeah Already, already a classic. Already, <laughs> already a classic somehow in my head, but it's a classic. It is. Yeah. Um, What's yours? Mine is a song, song again. Uh, okay. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it's, it's either a, a song or a video game. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's a Canadian uh, musician. I might have mentioned him before. I feel like I have. No, you but, didn't. Okay, good. Um, his name's Andy Shelf. He's from Saskatchewan, I want to say, or like somewhere on the prairies. Ish. Uh, he's uh, sort of. He's up for a Polaris Award this year for his latest album. Uh, he's sort of really managed to get a lot of steam, which is great. And he has this one song uh, called Quite Like You. songs you hear it and you're like there's no there's nothing that you can improve on mm. it's just perfect mm. there's there's a song that's i don't know i'm sure you have songs like that yeah, for you yeah, too sure. where it's just that song that's just like whatever it is whatever special formula they came up mm-hmm. with it's yeah perfect and for me i think his strength always was writing lyrics because you can read the lyrics and it doesn't read like um uh somebody trying to write a song it reads like somebody writing a, a story Oh. You know, so his album that came out with the song is about people who are at parties, and it's his observations on it. So one of them is called the magician. It's about the person who sort of 
shows up and shakes hands and is very friendly but doesn't really know what their role is in the party. So they're just sort of endlessly trying to introduce themselves. And once they run out of that steam, they're stuck. Uh, <coughs> they don't have anything. Their trick yeah. has been revealed. They're sort of, uh-huh. So the whole album is called The Party and it's just about him observing people at the party. Uh-huh. Sounds um, neat. Yeah, it's, it's a neat little album. It's it's great. He does really good things with clarinets and sort of this weird mixture of things. He taught himself the clarinet because he wanted to put it in his album. So mm. that's what he did. Is it mostly like acoustic? Or it's or? it's a mixture. It's um, it's uh, I would I would it's I don't know what to call it. It's like indie folkish mm. sort of stuff. It's not all acoustic. It's got a lot of like electronic stuff. He's got okay. a, it's him plus like bandmates, right? It's not just mm-hmm. him yeah. by himself. Um, he's also got a really weird sort of accent, sort of very. Yeah. It sounds like he never really opens his mouth fully, uh-huh. so it's sort of tight-lipped. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's it's a good it's a good perfect song, and it just hit right at the right time, and I listen to it nonstop now. It's nice. un, it's unfortunate. Okay. Those happen to me all the time too. Yeah, you know, I'm like sure that, in two weeks' time I'll have forgotten about it, yeah, and then yeah. I'll move that on to the next song. That song is like perfect. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. like yeah. And then the next week yeah. it's something else. And yeah. Move on to the next one and through. No, it's. it's Nothing like Stranger Things, though. Can I, can I, you're talking about music. Can I also just say QQ yeah. music? Yeah. Uh, oh, plug for you, QQ. Yeah. Plug for QQ. Have you checked out QQ music? QQ is yeah. dope. It's really weird, the stuff that they have and the stuff I that know. they don't have. Yeah. It's kind of random. They have Andy Shelf. And I'm yeah. like, why do you have them? This is yeah. like, this is a dude who's got maybe like, he just broke a million views with one of his songs right. on YouTube. The rest are all sub 200,000 people. Like, yeah. why do you have this? Well, like, yeah. the, like the Beatles' White Album yeah. is not on there. But the entire Ween catalog is. <laughs> and Butthole Surfers. Yeah, Butthole the Surfers. Butthole Surfers. Surfers. Like, a song called oh, The Bong man. Song, which is a guy, which starts off with a guy taking a big hoot from a bong. Yeah. That's on QQ Music. But but the Beatles White Album no. I think it's oh, probably cool. just like licensing. Like, what can we <laughs> maybe, grab yeah. that people won't get mad about? And won't sue us about? Yeah, yeah just, maybe. Just troll it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, plug that, for I, I would just say plug for China music in general. Yeah, you can get so much. It's a China, amazing. China, yeah. you know, has I think it's it's got incredible support for mm-hmm. for like cell phones and just existing when your True, whole life is this phones, yeah. that's right it yeah. it's got incredible yeah, support i will say like i've i've in china i've encountered way more easier like wi-fi and mm-hmm. stuff like there's way more places that are just free yeah yeah um you might have to like sign in through wechat or whatever but as compared to like north america yeah like there's like i remember i remember coming back on jfk mm-hmm. and like just like desperately doing okay. everything that i had to do within my first 30 minutes of free Wi-Fi because that's yeah. all that they give you. Yeah. yeah. Here it's like whatever. It's a lot more convenient. Yeah. 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 Well, because they, so. they can't afford not to. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing. They have a, again, the population demands require that they have that's right. internet access to everybody yeah. because they need it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I also just think about like Tabo and stuff. Like I can order anything to my door here mm-hmm. or get anything delivered, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever I want. And you can do that in, in Canada, but I think it's a bit harder, mm. especially while well, I live in the boonies. It's pretty much impossible for me. Right. You know, like here I want to order something it'll show up the next day yeah in Canada I order something in two weeks mm-hmm. you know just because we just have less development yeah overall so yeah and we're tied to this weird archaic backwards telephone telecom situation mm-hmm. that refuses to upgrade up right because they don't want to lose any control they have <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah our cell phone systems are the worst yeah, yeah. highest highest mm-hmm. in the world for yeah. Canada yeah 
Yeah. I don't pay attention. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But I believe High, it, highest for low, sounds, highest sounds like it sucks. sucks. It's, yeah. It, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, here I'm paying like 20 quai a month for 8 Something. gigs of 8 gigs. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, so I uh, guess uh, thing of the week, pick of the week, China, China's internet, the <laughs> group collectively, collective, collective, yeah, uh, yeah. China up. internet, China, China communication. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, Fuller. Well, it was yeah, great. We'll have you me. back next yeah. time, I'm sure. Well, yeah. Sometime, future, anytime. That we'll get fun. maybe we'll get Danowski and Fuller. Oh God, <laughs> in one room, that <laughs> would be pretty crazy. <laughs> like oil and water. Trouble. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> I hope you don't mind uh, lots and lots of pedophile jokes. Because okay. <laughs> that's we need what Demetri is all about. We need a new, t- we need a new demographic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, <laughs> see you guys next whenever, time. Whenever I finish, uh, editing. finish editing this in a month. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya. I hope in that book, Hillary writes about how much she loves me. Because I love her, secretly. And, uh, you know, I don't know if... I've I've actually never uh, told anybody this, but um, I voted for Hillary. I, I, you know... Mike? I forgot. I... What? Well, I, you know, I was, I was sort of gauging my life up until that point, and I thought what my options were in the future and what they could be, and I... I stared down a vision of four or eight years as your vice president and the, the hell that that would, you know... What? That that would, you know, rot, bring out into, uh, not only to America, but on my soul that I consider a Christian, even though I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly a duplicitous. I'm a politician first and a Christian second. And I looked at everything and I thought, listen, I can go back to be with my bunnies and my cats and everything in Indiana. And maybe I'll go start a business, you know, maybe coach high school basketball or something like that. And so I voted, for, I voted for Hillary. And uh, obviously, you know, everything that you said happened, happened. That is true. And um, It's so true. I have an admission to make, too. Okay. I didn't vote for myself. I voted for some candidate called Checkbox Here. Checkbox. Must have been a third-party candidate. Weird name. I thought he was a Czechoslovakian guy. It said Checkbox Here. And I put a mark next to it and then gave my voting form to Melania. I was gonna say those are two very lucid answers. Thank you. Um, I wanna open up uh, questions to, from the audience, but, but lastly, let me just ask you, what do you think your legacy will be? My legacy will be very large divots, ass divots in all the seats in the White House. Right. And when I leave office in 2028, I feel like my uh, legacy will be most of the women will have self-deported to fairer lands where they can have more rights. And we'll all just be a bunch of men drinking milk and water and just repressing any emotion that isn't a smile. And then we'll run the country on the power of that repression. The legacy I want to leave, Mike, besides my ass divots, which are going to be deep and plentiful, is I hope the legacy I leave, and this is going to be a fun answer, the legacy I want to leave is an awakened American public 
that returns to its understanding of its civics duties and responsibilities. That as a citizen of a democracy, it's not enough to simply consume things and enjoy television and eating tons of good food, which I love, but to understand that you get what you pay for. And the truth is, is that once I'm gone, there will be all these same problems still existing because I am simply a manifestation of those problems. I am not the source. And don't believe the notion that once we remove me, Mike's right there. Once you remove me, that somehow our world's problems are solved. This nation has a toxic problem with race, gender, LGBT rights, and the civil rights of all people. And until we reconcile with that, there will be no healing the nation. And so I hope my legacy is a reminder that it can get this bad. What happened? What happened? Where did I go? I just blanked out. Sam, I blanked out. I oh my God, I hope I didn't say that stupid cedar joke. Surprise, share with 